Welcome to the new sound of online radio. Welcome to the sound of Universal Broadcasting Network. with Plus the Show. I'm Kathy Deach. And I am Eva Tingley. Have you missed us all week? I know. We, we missed just, you. Like, dreaming about us. I know. We had such a good show last week, but guys, one of my besties is here this week. Totes And I'm goats. very excited to introduce her to the world, even though the world already knows her, but like not personally. It's you know? exciting when you have like a bestie. I know. It's really cool. And it's going to be like... Um, I don't know if Jocelyn thinks that I'm her bestie, but I feel like she's mine. <laughs> you know how that works? Yes. Sometimes yes. you're like, I don't actually just said that and I probably, she probably doesn't feel the same way, but she I feel like it. does. I just don't know. I'm just feeling like, I just wanted to put that a caveat there. just wanted to say, <laughs> maybe not. I mean, Eva is a little obsessed with her. I do That's love her a lot. She I do love her, her a lot. Mucho. Mucho, mucho. Yes, mucho, mucho. Um, it must feel like... When Rosa Graziano is on. Yes. And like every now and then you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, what's happening? And we're like, oh, sorry, college. I know. You're like, ah, we did this. Ah. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> um, but can we talk about your hair for a second? Um, because it looks real shiny and amazing. Please talk about my hair, guys. It looks so good that literally the show before us came in and was like, um, stop. Your hair looks amazing. And I will just say that I got stopped out of the salon by someone who was a hairdresser who asked me about my hair. And you I were like, like, yeah. You have to go upstairs to Linda Cammons yes. salon. I don't know why why everybody does. Guys, I have no product in this thing. I mean, Which is unbelievable because you have like a lion's mane. I do. It's a big, thick head of hair that yeah. goes... <laughs> Like it like takes it like has its like own like atmosphere. Yeah, like, the it whole totally thing, right? does. When <laughs> when I need to go, like last week, yeah. my hair was pretty big. Yeah, but it looks yeah. amazing. Like it looks so Thank sleek you. and like just. This was an oil treatment she did. She does like a. I mean, I don't know they they call it something else. It's not really an oil. It is, but it is, but it's they brush the heck out of it and like get they, your like scalp. they get your scalp all oh, scratched oh, up and stuff. Oh, and look, a sensible soap. Oh, Thanks, which Linda. which kind did you get? I got the dual side comfrey oh. and bentonite. That clay. is my favorite one because the the one side is soft and the other side is scrubadocious. So you get all your needs taken <sighs> care of. It's my favorite. Just go, and if you even don't, if you don't live in LA, we forgive you. But you can order her products online. But you can totally order these soaps. They're they're so dope. And by the way, I have hooked a friend from New York onto her and she literally flies out now every six weeks to get her hair done. It's amazing because she because she uses real natural products so your hair is not like dead looking. Like literally I've never had the hair like look my hair is below the screen. You guys cannot see that. I have never had hair this long and since I was like a child because my hair used to be just couldn't handle it. 
It would yeah. just be like, I'm dad, but because I've been Linda Cammons treating it, yeah, following it her regimen. Grows, grows, and she has really curly hair, my friend, and she, it's, she's yeah. a redhead, and it's hard to get the right color. She, Her color, she's obsessed with. Oh my gosh, with, her color is beautiful. And her curls, like, she was like, look at this, look at this. She was showing me how much new growth <laughs> she had. I mean, she's so excited. Anyway, um, thanks, Linda. Wink. Wink. We didn't even mean to do Wink. that. We didn't. We didn't have that planned, but, 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 I but did it happened. But I compliments. Now. You did. It's hard. Uh, it's hard not to say anything. But we did do something fun this week. We did. We did. Uh, we have a guest coming onto the show in a few weeks, Melanie Field, and she is in a play at the Geffen called um, Significant, Significant Other. Other. I don't know why I always want to call it like Simply Gorgeous or something. It's really weird. <laughs> in my mind, it looks different. But it's Significant Other. Uh, we went to the Geffen. So go to see it at the Geffen. And There's only a few weeks left, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and it should be seen. I mean, the LA Times wrote a rave about it. We had, of course, we froze our tushes off on the street talking to her forever. No, I'm sorry. You froze. They lied to me and said, we're going to walk to the car. And I was like, okay, I'm this other way. And then I drove by and they were still talking on the street. And I was like, liars! Liars! The three of us were talking for a long time. I mean, we were. I just talked a little longer. Extra long. Because they were like, ah, we were wicked! (laughs) So I just licked the microphone. Ooh, yum. <laughs> yum, tasty. People on the podcast, sorry, Salty. you missed that. Salty, <laughs> <laughs> Just a yeah. for the next person. Um, but I will say she was a fellow Shen Shen. She was Shen Shen and Wicked, which was really fun Right, and which, if you don't know, Kathy also played. Yes, so um, we had a fun kiki about that. But what I love about the play is that the part is not written as a plus-size girl. No, it's just written as his, his Best bestie. Friend. Yeah. Yeah, it's about a gay guy sort of coming to grips with with all of his best girlfriends getting married. married. And there's like the holdout girl and Melanie plays that one and she's the very last one and it's the and one they the assume that to. she would be the first one. Right? Like didn't they make the joke that they thought she would be the first one? I don't know, I think so. I I, I don't really maybe. That's I thought so that possible. that's what they've joked about. But what I loved about it was that it she ends up having a hot husband. Oh, there's she has no like a totally hot it. Yes. It's like so refreshing to see yourself reflected like knowing oh that can happen to me yes and and I kept saying to her like no you don't understand how important this is it's like really important that you're doing this part and you're also kicking it out of the park yeah I I also wish that they had a little bit of air conditioning in that theater because that poor guy was so sweaty (laughs) I don't and like he was so he was so sweaty and like spitting all over everybody because he was sweaty I was just like emotional life he's been (sighs) guys he never leaves the stage no he never leaves the stage not once one scene to one scene it's very cut quick cut and it's he's unbelievable yes and um you should just go see it and tell melanie we said hi yes um but also it it was funny because we definitely had feelings about her eating on stage and we were like why did they do that why they have her eat and she was like well the character wasn't written for a plus size and i just think that's like they call her like a serial obsessed girl and like the character breakdown we're like oh well then she may be taken into consideration yeah because you're the only one who eats Um, but we didn't like it. But her outfits, banging. Oh my God. Banging. Her wardrobe was like covetous. Yeah. Like you were just like, I want want that high-low dress. I I want want that that cardigan. I want that sequin. I want all of the things. Yeah. So even if you just love plus size fashion and want to get inspiration, you should see the show. You should see the show. All the costumes in the show are amazing. Um, But 
yeah, so glad we went and did that. May 17th, she'll be on the show. So, Oh, did Jarvis put up a cute picture of us at the show? Jarvis, did you put that up? There's a cute picture of Kathy and I holding yeah. a playbill, which I think really like shows Kathy and my personalities very much. <laughs> Kathy's very serious, and I'm like, Ayo! About the show, I was very <laughs> Kathy serious. Kathy was very serious, so. <laughs> Somehow we ended up in the second row. I wonder yes. how that happened. How did that happen? Thanks, Isaac. Yeah. That's your name? I think so. Isaac, yeah, I was. I'm looking at him. Hi, Isaac. Hope you're watching. <laughs> He's not. No. Um, so what? She even wore. Uh, Melanie wore a gorgeous wedding gown. Oh my gosh, it was really beautiful in the show, and it's so funny because we have been planning for a week to talk about plus size brides bridesmaids. Dresses. Well, bridal gowns. Bridal gowns. Brides dresses is what I just said. Yes. Because obviously, never married, never done that. <laughs> That's not what you call Which them. Which it is a very traumatizing experience as someone who did go seven years ago almost <laughs> to go get a um, a bridal gown. There, if you're listening to the podcast, there might be some eye roll, like looking up at the ceiling. No, because honestly, it was very traumatic for me because they have this giant, thick book of bridal gowns right that you can look at except if you're plus size then there's like this tiny sliver of a of a section that you can look through and I literally sat in the dressing room as they handed that to me and had the door closed and was in alone in there for a minute and just sobbed because I was like I don't get to choose a dress that I really really love I did end up choosing a dress that I really really loved um, and it was the first dress that I tried on. And I was like, Man, it can't be the first dress I try on. I want to try on other dresses. But it was the first dress that I tried on. But it was it was really, really devastating to me to not be able to just go and be like, I want to try this on and try this on. And so the fact that the freaking New York Times did a whole article write up about there being so many more dresses yeah, available that, to plus size girls. Lines that include brides. Bridal gowns are, but it was really into. only t- from eighteen to twenty-four. So even if you're bigger, yeah, in that that's one, hard. well, in that one that they specifically it talked about, yeah, talked yeah, about. Yeah. But I will say that that guy, um, Dan O'Neill, Dan, uh, Don, Dan, O'Neill. Don O'Neill, he's a d- designer for Thea. Do you think you pronounce it like that? Yeah. Um, he said plus size on the runway has been uh, consumer driven. A, a consumer-driven necessity, not a trend, which I find really, really interesting. Like, basically saying f- it's not fashion that's taking care of this. It's the consumer saying, screw you, make me a dress that fits me. Yeah, because I can't imagine, I mean, I can only imagine that at the end of the season, there must be so many smaller dresses left over because 67% yeah. of American women are size 14 and above. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure they're suffering. But yeah, also, so you're spending all that money on dresses that people are not buying. What we were talking about earlier today is that the it's one of the few experiences that it's almost guaranteed that someone's going to walk into a store and want to have it be an event. Like no, so, it is an event. So many like that that people all across the country in LA and New York and maybe some other places. Oh, I have a special event. I want to go somewhere to try on gowns. Like that's like. It's a very specific, right? But it's but it's thing. but it's not something that you bring your mom and your f- mother-in-law not and your besties sure. and everybody, your cousin, your gay cousin. You bring everybody with you right. to get their opinion on what your dress right. is. And this is still an ex- this is a shopping experience that still lives in a brick and mortar. Yes. So it is very interesting that this is the um, 
the type of fashion that is bringing plus size it seems into the brick and mortar faster than other you know yes because shocker fat girls get married exactly (laughs) what what with magical unicorns who can get married and everything yeah so um I, i just find that's sort of like oh maybe then they'll catch on that maybe if you had higher end clothes for us to try on in stores we would also buy those too yeah, for sure. Instead That's why it's so shocking fashion. that City Chic closed their brick and mortar stores. Yeah, it's really interesting. I don't know what that. I don't know why that happened. I don't know either. I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, we just had a guest who was so devastated. Oh, it was no, Melanie. It was Melanie who said, "I'm so devastated. I thought I was just going to pick something up at you know City Chic to wear an event to an event, and I I was like, what? It's closed. Yeah, ah. she was like horrified. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so maybe this is a trend in things. Let's hope. I mean. It's still like one. Some I think Sanford Marcus, our dear friend, sent this to me first before, and then you did like on the same day. No, we sent it like I, I had sent it, and then he. I saw the email come in from him, and I was like, like literally, mind whoa, bold. total yes. jinxies, total, <laughs> total mind, <bold. laughs> total e- yes. email jinxies, exactly. So, um, and I think he even mentioned like it was the only one in New York City that was doing that, right? That yeah. had it, and you know. Why should we stand there with an open back imagining what a dress looks like? Like on that us? it might look like this. Yeah. I will say that my dad and um, the guy he works for, he's a customer, they both made my sister's dress. Oh, so your sister had a couture wedding gown? So my gown? sister did have a couture oh, gown. Oh, Emery, and so looked, fancy. And she literally was like, I love Princess Kate's dress. I want it to look like that. And literally, I wish we had a picture of it. She, we will, we'll get there one day. I'll post it on our Instagram. But she literally like had princess. <laughs> I should give dress. you my pictures of my wedding you gown. I love the back of my yeah, wedding do gown it. so much, guys. Poor Peter in was like so tortured and like all the buttons that he had to undo. He was just like, oh my god, seriously, why did you get this one? Why did you get this dress? I'm like, we can just lift it up. <laughs> can you guys? I really want you guys to. Um, Tag us in your plus size in your plus weddings. size wedding dresses. Do, yeah, we'll, we'll repost a bunch of them. Um, yeah, so I'm sorry. I'm also trying to get on Facebook. It's not working. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the fat slam. The fat slam poet. The fat joke. Her name is oh, the Rachel Wiley. The, joke? the fat joke. What was it called? The fat joke. I think. Yeah, it's the called. fat joke. Yeah. Um, which was like funny and kind of. Wanted to, I wanted to cry. I definitely cried, and it. I definitely thought that she was amazing. Yeah, and she already has like seven million, <laughs> oh, more than seven million, seven and a half million views. When by the time I made this, yeah, yeah, by the time it's probably more. Yeah, we it definitely which we cannot it. run it, guys. So go look it up on our look Facebook it up on page. our Facebook. A lot of you <clears> did, and a lot of people shared it already. Yeah, because it's really powerful, and it's and it's the truth. I mean, I had the same exact experience. Last week when I went to go see a new doctor. Yeah. Tell them. Yeah. So I went to go see a new doctor and um, they, she, without even, I have not had any blood work done with this new doctor. I have not, nothing. And I am somebody who doesn't like to know how much I weigh. Um, The last time I weighed myself, I was like 260 pounds and I was like, okay, that sent me into a tailspin. So I'm just not going to look anymore. Um, So when I go to the doctor, I just ask them to, I'm just going to go my back on the, on the scale and you can take the number. You don't have to. And, and I did this on this, on this, um, doctor's trip and um when I was in with the doctor she told me I don't know if you remember that last year I had a miscarriage and 
I, you know, my gynecologist had never said like why. He was like, look, it happens to 50% of women. Like it just happens. Like there's no explanation. It just happens. And without me ever, I didn't even ask this new doctor. I didn't say I had a miscarriage. Why? Nothing. I mean, obviously you have to disclose that you had one. Right. Um, and she was like, oh, you probably had a miscarriage because of your blood sugar. Your sugars are too high. And I was like, really? Because the last time I had my blood work done, my doctor was like, these, these are really good numbers. Like, these, I'm really, like, you're really healthy. And she was like, well, was it your AO1C or whatever it was? And I was like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it was. And she was like, yeah, but, and she's like pointing at, at the paper where my weight is, pointing at it. Like, forcing me to look at it. So now I know. I weigh 237 pounds, guys. <clears throat> She's pointing at it. She's pointing at it going, this is why. This is why. This your this number is why. Without even... No, not... No, I don't have no high blood pressure. I don't have... I have but I don't, no nothing, information. Nothing. She knows nothing about you. Except nope. for that you had a miscarriage. Yeah. And that you're in, in November. Yeah. yeah. That's all she knows. Yeah. You're getting a new one, right? We talked about uh, yes, this. Yes, I have to. Can someone please help us? Eva needs a great gynecologist who takes her insurance. Can you really write us an email if you know a great gynecologist? Yeah, in because LA, that's- I personally am so mad for her. I like <laughs> am going to go with her to her her appointments now. I know, and not to make sure she's not bullied. Like I know I because I, I totally, get I totally, so I totally- mad every time you talk to me about it. I know. I totally was like, um, well, I I think I um. No, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I don't know what to say to and you, you right now. And you just needed Philly behind you. Be I like, know. No, she does it. No, her numbers <laughs> are fine. She's changed her entire diet, actually. <laughs> if anything, they're better. Go fuck yourself. Like, she needs me. Oh, my God, I do. I do need oh, Kathy there to, to be slam, my... Let's she's, like my anger, she's like my anger translator. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, um, yeah, no, I, 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 I think am, I... Um, <laughs> I am exactly that. The Obama anger translator. Yes, you are. it's me, Nucky. Yes. That's amazing. I love that so much. We have one more thing. Wait, to but talk- we didn't even talk about what she talked about. She oh. And the fat joke. Like, she talks yes, about yes, how right. that crazy, how that is. Like, how... Like a woman will, a fat girl will go in and like have a spider bite and they'll be like, have you thought about the weight loss surgery? Yeah. And you're just like, honestly, oh, because it says the, in the in the beginning, she starts it off by saying, there's this joke where a man goes in and he's like, doctor, my my arm hurts when I do it like this. And the doctor says, don't, don't move your arm like this then. But a fat girl walks in and she's like, doctor, my arm hurts when I do this. And they're like, well, have you thought about weight loss surgery? Yeah. Yeah, that's and she talks about like you get you get a flu shot, and they're like, "Well, yeah, you probably don't have bronchitis. You're just fat." Yeah, and they roll down the list of it, and she just piles it on, and then she like unpacks all of her feelings about that, which we all have. And then it's like, and then really, what it comes down to is then girls, fat girls, don't go to the doctor because they know that that's going to happen. Exactly, and we have definitely broken that down here and in our articles for Books Are Better Living. But her artistic expression of that yes, is amazing. somehow was like a touch tone, a stone for people. And they were like, oh, yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah. And it's amazing that someone is standing up there in all of her gloriousness with that sparkly headband. Yeah. Will, will you talk to us? We want we want callers in. Rachel, we should have you call in one week. 
Oh Come yeah. Us. Yes, please. Um, I'm gonna tag her in this. Tag her. Tag her. Talk to us. Um, but uh, but I want to push on because we have so much to talk I to know. Jocelyn about. Um, we also have really good Hollywood news. Yeah. Aidy Bryant from SNL is. You know her because she's the fat one from SNL. Oh my god. <laughs> if you don't know her by name, I'm just rolling my eyes at you she right now. She also does all the amazing music videos. Like yes. she's like singing. <laughs> yes, she like makes me cry laughing. So good. She's um they're working with Lindy West on an adaptation of Shrill, her book. Of Lindy West's book, yes. Shrill. And, yeah. And um they're all in the writer's room together. They're all like exec producing. I love which it. is so exciting. And she's gonna Star. play her, I guess. I love it. Yeah. So And you and I talked about it because Edie Bryant doesn't have that same like There's a gravitas yes, that to Lindy, Lindy West yeah. that is going to be in but maybe 80 doesn't she just hasn't been doing it because it's SNL right right all of a sudden she's like woo yeah she's like like, just like boom grounded I'm here she's just like has a voice like down (laughs) her voice changes completely she's like hello hi I'm Lindy West no, like but Lindy West has like a something about her voice is like yeah. she's just like here. Uh, she's yeah. right here. <laughs> she is. If you're not lo- you're not watching, <laughs> you're missing out. Eva's doing a backbend and showing us her fierce belt, which is really why she just did that. No, I really she wasn't. Has really a cute fierce. belt I really belt do on. have a cute belt on, but and that's really not what I was having. And a belt. She has a belt. Uh, yeah, like a hunk cute. <laughs> this is an eco love by Bunny Love. But we're so excited. There's more Hollywood news too later, but we definitely want to share that with you. Yes, let's go take a break so we can bring in my bestie. Yes, please, Jocelyn. I hope. Ayana, when we're back. Hi, we're back. We're back. Can you hear me? I'm, I'm looking I don't at know. your comments. Looking Hi, guys. Comments. We're looking at your comments. Thank and you so much. We have... Oh, dang it, Jocelyn. Give me that paper. Give me that what? paper. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because she wants to read I off Because I want to read off things. all the amazing things that Jocelyn yes. has done in her life. Okay. Joel. Jocelyn Ayana is not only an actress that has been in everything. And when I say everything, I mean everything. Okay? Most notably in... Roman Israel Esquire with Denzel Washington. Hello. You may have known who that is. Maybe. Oh, Whiplash with Miles Teller. Oscar nominated film. Yeah. 
And practically everything on television, NCIS, Masters of Sex, Justified, The Thundermans, which Kathy Beach was on, Mad Men, she's been on Shameless uh, twice. Um, and in the past three years, she has booked 61 acting jobs in commercial television and film. Not that anyone's counting. But who's counting? Not that anyone's counting. She is an attorney, a lover of social justice. She's worked on both of the Obama campaigns. And I want to say- uh, Obama. You just said Obama. Obama. She had and my accent. I did. I don't know why. Um, I was like channeling you the rest of it. And I want to say that that's she's probably a huge reason why he was elected. I'm just gonna say. I'm just gonna <laughs> throw me. that out I there. Welcome, Jocelyn Ayana. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. I'm um, attorney. Fierce attorney. Yes. I have was, you ever played was, attorneys? Hmm? Have you played attorneys? I have not. What? That is a disgrace. But, but tell the story about how Denzel was like, oh, can we... Um... Oh, he was just... It was just funny because um, uh, it, it was just... the, the They had a legal a, a technical advisor. Um, first of all, can I just say thank you? Yes! Oh God, of course you can. Thank no, you. we have to dive into thank your stories. You don't get to be grateful for being here. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. I just want to clarify, it's 61 over like the past six years. Whatever. Not three. That would be it's amazing. Still, that would it's be still even, like way more you know, than me, okay? So, I've had like five jobs so in the last seven years. thank you, Lord, and thank you both for having me here. <laughs> so happy. Eva, I adore yes. you. Oh, good. Are I we besties? You. I don't know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> See, it's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not on her end. It's not yeah, on her end. It's guys, it's not on her end. It's not. Who yeah, well, wants to be my bestie, guys? Yeah. You tell me. I because want a bestie. when your voice goes up like that, <laughs> no. that that's like, you know, an it indicator means no. of truth. It that's, means yeah. no. It totally. means no. As a lawyer, you know that for yeah. real. Yeah, it's like total truth. <laughs> but my heart is broken a little bit, guys. <laughs> you know what you are? I'm not even going to look at her for e? the rest of the show. E? You know what? what you are? What? Look at me in the eyeball. What? Uh -oh. Just the left one. I'm looking. I'm looking. You're my looking. sister. Oh, that's right. That I'm her sister. You're my sister. Work. <laughs> You're my sister. They had a technical advisor, and in the callback, you know, I told the director, lawyer, all that jazz, political organizer, and um, and then the the technical advisor, I think she was stuck in trial. And so they started asking me questions, but I never did criminal law. It was political organizing, right. entertainment law, and some environmental litigation. And um, <laughs> and he started asking me questions like, so would this book be there? And by he, she means Denzel, Denzel Washington. Well, the old, the director Dan and then um, Mr. Washington as well, who Mr. is like Washington. the coolest I just cat. I don't even want to call him Denzel. He's the <laughs> coolest cat. I really expected him. Can I say this on like UBN? Can I say this word? Yes. I thought he was. You can say all the words. Can I can say all the words. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, it's the internet, right? <laughs> I can say all the words. You can Hell say yeah. all the words. <laughs> when you think someone, like, he's huge. He is a double Academy Award winner. Yes. So you walk, and here's the thing. I've worked with people at way, way lower levels on the totem pole, and they've been complete dicks. Oh, yeah. They yeah. think they have, like, a bigger ego oh, than the big ones. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so when you when you think about this person, and so I was all prepared. Right. I was like, he's going to be My horrible. dreams are going to be crushed. Yeah. Yes. I was like, yes. it's okay. My dreams are going to be crushed, <laughs> and my feelings are going to be hurt, and I'm going to be okay. I'm going to cry, <laughs> Jesus, after we after we wrap. <laughs> I'd already had it planned out. I was like, he's going to be awful. He's going to hurt my feelings. I'm going to do my job, go home and cry, and eat some donuts. You know, and I was all prepared to, right, to, to grieve right. and then recover. Yes. Right, right. He was so completely unassuming, down to earth. I love it. Kind, 
Rick, I was I kept thinking in my head, do you not know who you are? Mm, right. <laughs> you do right. do you, do you know your Denzel Washington? Washington? Right. Do you know who you are? <laughs> I can't I thought that like thirty seven times and I had to stop Doc Jocelyn, don't say that out loud. Right. Keep it in your head, right. inside voice. But I, he was asking you. Yeah, just like about would this stuff. be on my desk and but, where would I have But <laughs> still, point, isn't that like, that's kind of that's kind of extraordinary. It was wild. Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. And we did, I don't remember how many takes we did. It was a bunch. But I remember only messing up on one. And here's, and here's why I messed up, because I forgot that I was an actor. That's a good I forgot that, that I was an actor there to, to do up. a job. Wait, so what does that mean for people who don't know, like me? Um, <laughs> that you do know. I don't. That, you know, and, and, and because we're there to do a job. I played bailiff, whatever my name was, and I was there to do a job. My job was not to fan the hell out over Denzel Gorgeous Washington. Right. That was not my job. Right, right. He came there to do a job. The director, Dan, had a job. I had a job. First AD had a job. DP had a job. We all had jobs to do. And it just, like, hit me in this moment because I got the first couple of takes, I was just fine. I was about to pee on myself, but I was just fine. (laughs) You know, and so then this one particular take, I made the mistake of looking like directly into his eyes for too long. And I was like, For those of you listening, Jocelyn is making a face that we will take a screenshot of I know. and put on the internet. I'm telling you. It's just going to be like hashtag Denzel. I just, I just had to like, I had to catch myself. And in my head, I was like, get it together. Yeah. You're an yeah. actor. Wait, so did you miss your line? I, I just got stuck and I was like. <laughs> and, and I think I, and I, I don't. I don't remember if someone said cut. I was probably dumb enough to say cut, honestly. You said it. That was like, cut, cut. You know, cut, cut, I, did, I think I said, you know, I don't know if I said, like, can we go again? Or can we, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I did apologize. I was you like, like, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I got lost in Denzel bias. Like, I'm sorry. I got to you know, can we just, you know, whatever. And I, like, quickly got out of it, and I was like, Get it together. Get it together. <laughs> it was like being in, a, being in like a football huddle with yeah. myself. Get it together. Yeah. On three. One, two, three, team. You yeah. know what? Oh, sorry. And I got it together like immediately. And then for, for the rest of the day, I was just fine. Oh, my That's gosh. So that so is amazing. Whiplash was like this crazy like um, uh, Academy Award, you know, like in it. Like, did you, were you kind of blown away when all that was happening compared was, to when you did that movie? Damien Chazelle is a genius. Yeah, I was blown away by the script. Mm-hmm. It, I I hadn't read the whole script um, until the actual table read. So I go in for the audition, and it's I, I had like one one or two lines, and I play a passenger on a bus that gives some directions, and so I happen to get off. And the the scene I think they cut, they cut my greatest moment out. I look this way. <laughs> <laughs> How dare they? It was my moment. It was my moment. I hope but it yeah, makes the director's they, you know, cut. <laughs> <laughs> made the whole movie yeah <laughs> so so um but damien chazelle is a genius because i didn't see the script until the table read i just knew my one little line like seriously it was like oh it's that way and it's a block and a half something like that whatever the line was and but at the table read and i'm flipping through the script and it it read like a thriller oh uh, yeah it read like a thriller on the page yeah. wow. like before you get to the theater itself just like yeah it was fantastic. I love that movie. Yeah, that movie I is really that. great. Brilliant. So I don't understand. His mind is. I don't understand how. I don't. 
I don't know how you do that with music. That's amazing. Yeah, to me. yeah, yeah. Like you essentially made a movie about a band, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's it's genius. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like having deaf parents, I wonder if like they got it even as much as like we would. You know what I mean? Like. I remember we were watching Dunkirk and everybody and like all the hearing people were watching it and we're like at the edge of our seats, like biting our fingernails because of the music. Like the music is like, and you're just like, right. ah! um, and then my mom, we we're like, mom, what'd you think? She was like, eh. and I was like, oh, what that adds to it. But you know, that, that's true with everything. Like my mom's like, why are you guys so scared of earthquakes? We're like, they're loud. They're scary. <laughs> they're so loud. And she's like, she's are like, they? Things are just moving. She's like, it's just little. like, digga, like digga, Yeah, that I is love very her. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so you had this like whole life on the on the Obama campaign. Yeah, but before you became an actor, you were yeah, a I, lawyer, and then you worked on the Obama campaigns. Yeah. Um. Okay. Wait. What's the question? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, we just we. I know a lot of actors actually who have gone have been like I'm leaving I'm going to work on campaigns. Were you acting when you were doing that? No, 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 no. Okay. I actually, I had my come to Jesus moment about acting after the campaign. Interesting. And yeah, and I give a, a lot of credit to the campaign for that because it was really amazing. Forget the politics, ideology aside, whether you agree with him, disagree with him, um, ideology aside, it was amazing to watch this guy decide now is my moment mm. and go for it and that kept resonating with me and i believed in him i believed in michelle i believed in their platform i i obviously shared ideology with them um i mean you know uh, all of us did obviously every staffer every volunteer we all shared sure. you know that common ideology yeah. about leveling the playing field and making the american dream an actual reality for all americans yeah, right. you know yeah. yeah and not just a privileged few but um, after the campaign, I was really lost. I was really, really lost. I, I'm, I have a certain personality. I do not belong in the government. Hmm. I absolutely because I don't mind telling you where to get off. I don't mind yeah. giving you my opinion, it's and not it's that. not going to be pretty when no, I do. It's right. not about that. You know, I so I just and government's full of bullshit. They want to play a lot of games, yeah. and they're playing games with people's lives. Yeah, the power is real. The stakes are high, and what happens on Capitol Hill directly affects what happens on Main Street, any town USA. Right. And, um, but I, I wanted to always make a difference. I don't think I ever actually really wanted to be a lawyer. I think I just wanted to change the world, as cheesy as that might sound, and I thought the way to do it was to, you know, become a lawyer, because I thought they were, you know, sort of the agents of change. I mean, well, listen, right now they for sure are. Are they not? I mean, I any don't think kind of progress that the... is working against what's happening right now is in the courts. I mean, and eventually, bringing up eventually, it's movements slow and steady. Yeah. Eventually, movements have to intersect with the government. Yeah, you know, the civil rights movement had to eventually become the Civil Rights Act. Right. You right. know, but I think ultimately nowadays, especially, I don't think lawyers are the primary agents of change at all, and I think that's the way it should be. You know, we the people should be primary the primary agents of change. I think when we are constantly looking to other people to lead us, to do things for us, then we abdicate our power. Mm. You know, and I remember years ago, probably about 20 something years ago, I was at some event, some civil rights something in Atlanta, and there were a group of young people and they were asking, you know, so who's gonna be, you know, the leader now? Who's gonna be the leader? And I'm like, the leader of who? 
and they meant like the african-american community i'm like you can lead yourself mm. yeah you know and well, i'm i'm not decrying leadership we all need it sure you know but 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 on some level you can be your own and leader. what what ends right. up happening is that leaders will get taken out i mean let's be honest like if you put all of that attention on a leader and depend so much on them they will be taken down yeah. as so many great leaders in the 60s were yeah and i think that happens but i also think it i think it makes us lazy whether you're depending too much on the president or your pastor or the mayor or whoever you know it it sort of says it kind of lets you off the hook you know, if I'm looking to you to make all the changes, then I don't yeah. really have to do my yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I've I've sort of kind of silently let myself off the hook. And that was the beautiful, it's, it's a quote from Gandhi, be the change you want to see. And the thing we kept telling people in the campaign as we were, you know, uh, organizing across the country is that ultimately the beauty of this campaign, the real victory in this campaign is that we turn all of you into organizers and you go begin to be the change that you want to see. Right. Literally. And, yeah. and and that came to pass. A number of organizers that worked under me in my region are are have run for office, are running for office, and two are in the assembly. Amazing. Yeah. I want you to tell the crazy story about oh, you being the in the South. Missouri? Yes. Yeah. I want you I thought, oh, you were in, I thought it was in East Texas. Um No no, that was in Kennett, Missouri. Oh, okay. Yeah, tell I've that been story. in East Texas, but tell that happened the, in Missouri. Tell me the crazy tell us the All crazy story of oh, the lady who um, opened the door and stayed so, on the phone the whole time. So, um, I worked in about 10 or 11 states across the, the oh, country. my God. Oh, I didn't even work in the most. I'm sure Champ, she's a worked, champ. Like, people worked in, like, you know, way more than that. See, Jocelyn's the reason start... why he got elected, I'm just saying. <laughs> After the yes. story, you will agree. Yes, it's all me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I started in California, and we thought that was going to be it. And then after the California primary, like, literally a day or so later, we had like a big crew, a big uh, team dinner, campaign dinner, and they were saying, hey, so we've got primaries coming up in Ohio, we've got primaries coming up in Texas, and we want to try and get as many people as we can. And they were like, if you go to Texas, um, you shouldn't be there anymore. You, you'll be on the road no more than three to four weeks, and then you'll be back here in California. So just give us that. And But David Pluff was so good at managing the campaign and at managing money that we just never ran out of money, and we just kept going. And so after, so what turned what was supposed to be three weeks away from home turned into about nine, ten months, wow. you know. And then so came back to California after that nine, ten months, and then went back to Missouri, which was my general election state. Okay. Um, and so I'm training. I'm, I was in Kennett which at the time sat in one of the poorest congressional districts in the country. At the time, it was like the 11th poorest. It probably is not that much higher up on the list, but just to give you an idea of, of what the town was like, it was one of those towns where there was one factory, and when the one factory shut down, it was over. Done. I think like the Rough. biggest employer after that was like literally the Walmart. Mm. So anyway, we're organizing there, and... Um, I'm or I, I have two two young black male teenagers that are following me around the neighborhood because we're trying to train them. We're trying to teach them to organize because it was one thing to get Barack Obama um, elected. But we wanted all of this sort of progressive activism to continue right. long after he was of elected, course. elected again and out of the White House. We want all of this stuff to continue because that's how change really, really happens. Right. right? And so. um training these guys I knock on a door and it's this little old white lady she's probably 75 and she opens the door and she sees you know the three of us obviously and she sees all my paraphernalia Obama this and I've got pamphlets and whatnot <laughs> and she says I ain't voting for that nigger 
and um and the two little boys just took off running you know, and I, I got it because it was in one of those places that they called a sundown community. I didn't even know what that. And I didn't find out what that was until I got to East Texas. Right. Um, in a sundown community or sun up community, depending on how they call it, is one of those places where you should not be after the sun goes down. If if your mm. kind doesn't live in that neighborhood, then you need to go back to your neighborhood oh, before shit. the sun goes down. Holy yeah, shit. yeah, and and that and and we had um, a sheriff in Jasper, Texas, tell us that. Which, mind you, this was like in two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. This is not yeah, in the sixties, yeah. guys. February two thousand eight, March two thousand eight, yeah, two thousand eight, yeah. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, did, were you able to talk to that woman? Oh, yeah, yeah. So the guys, so so the little boys leave, and I got it because I was like, it was dangerous for them, mm-hmm. and they knew it. Yeah, yeah. So they left, and I said, I understand your perspective, but I think if you give me just a few minutes. You'll understand that despite his race and despite the difference in your two races, he is much more closely aligned with what you want and need. And she said, okay. Now she's holding a rotary dial phone. The kind, have you ever seen one of those? Yes. Girl. (laughs) How old you are? You look 12. Oh my God. No. Probably you know, the same the kind, age as you, the and yes, had one in my bedroom. You yes. know, so just like the kind, I like, love that Jarvis is going to put up a rotary phone for the millennials that don't know what she's talking right? about. Because they are embryos. Yes. They yes. are embryos. <laughs> and so she's holding a rotary dial phone, and her daughter is on the other line. And so she's like, and she tells, how do I know? Because she says it, and she's like, there's this somebody Obama she's talking I'm just gonna stand here and let her talk I already told her I ain't voting for him you know so she's got all the stuff and and I mean she's got the phone I've got all the stuff and I'm talking and we talk about everything from taxes to um part d and medicare prescription health care you know we talk everything she wants to talk about we talk about 30 minutes in or so she's like you won't come inside and we're not supposed to do that. Right. But I was like, this this is a big moment. Yeah. And I wanted her vote, obviously, but I wanted to hopefully change the conversation so that even after I yeah. left, even after, you know, hopefully I had her vote and he had her vote, that maybe it would change the way she talked to her grandkids. Yeah. Or kids, even her neighbors. You know, right. and maybe something would change yeah. there, you know? Yeah. Just ripples in the pond. And um, so anyway, I go in and she's like, you want some coffee or some tea? And my first thought was, you are not about to lynch me with a cup of coffee. <laughs> that was her. And I was like, no, thank you. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I was like, you are not about to kill my black ass. Get Out wasn't even my written yet. But you were like, you're like, not going to get out my baby? ass. I'm what? not going to the sunken place not, I was with like, some of your white lady tea. I was like, it is not going down. This is not the end of my story. However, this is happening. This is not going to be the end of my story. Dying in some old white lady's house over a cup of tea. She was some shit in it. It's like, yeah, damn you're like, girl. You're like, I love you Obama, but not yeah, that much. I'm not yeah. dying for hope and change. Oh not going in. Oh not fired up like that. Oh, my so gosh. We, so I sit on the couch, and we're, we're continuing and to have the- And she's still on the phone. Yeah. The, holding the phone the whole time. Eat already knows this story yes so she's holding the phone and we're sitting on the couch and she's continuing to ask me things (laughs) maybe 10 minutes after i've been in the house she says i just want to apologize to you for calling you that ugly word it's just how i grew up it's how i came up i'm sorry you are not that and i'm sorry about that and and i was like chills it's okay you came up in the same era as my grandparents i get it you know and so then she takes the brochure and she hands me the phone she's like tell my daughter everything you told me wow 
Yeah, so I left her with brochures, and she was like, I'm going to vote for him, and I never knew anything about him. That's why conversations are important. Right. Yeah. Because here is someone who was likely getting all of her news from, from yeah. like, effing Fox News or, you know, some racist neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. And she yeah. said the, the stuff that I told her was was public was public information. Yeah. It was on the website. It was on brochures. Right. He was doing rallies across the country. But she right. didn't know any of that. Right. And you to, know, because and, we don't bother to talk to each right, other. But the right. fact that you pushed through that initial fear, you know what I mean? That you hung. It wasn't in, fear for me. Right. I would have been afraid. <laughs> no, it was anger. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah it but was, even I, the fact that you pushed through that, even when people around you were in fear, I guess is what I'm thinking. Yeah, the like the other boys running, ran away. Yeah, anything. which I got. I didn't yeah. expect them to to stand their ground, ground and fight yeah. that battle. They hadn't signed up for that. Right. Yeah. If anything, I was, we were trying to make things better for them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But that is an amazing, that's an amazing gift of, that actually is actor's work, if it's, you really I think mean, about it's really it. like a Dealing gift of mercy. Your, emo- you your know what I mean? emotions that way. Like, being able to, like, roll with that emotion into the next because of the greater good. You know what I mean? Like, that's actually acting work. That's kind of what we do. Like, mm. you know, if you have the story to tell and s- someone's story is not to react and to sit there and take something, that doesn't mean that you as an actor aren't necessarily going to react to something. You just have to yeah. roll to the other feeling that yeah, is what that life. character's story. So it, so the fact that you could stand there in that anger and push through, like that, that's like a gift, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I was kind of sure. shocked at that moment too because I was immediately hot, like yeah. physically I'm hot, yeah, angry. I'm sure. I'm you know, sure you but are. you know, I'm, I thank God that I was able to sort of quickly process that there was something bigger at play than my emotions. Yeah. That's amazing. That's what a great story. We have to I take know. a quick I know, break. I know, take a baby break. But we're going to come back and do a couple hot topics with you. Are okay. you down? I'm down. Jocelyn, yes, I people are down. loving you on Facebook. Like, I, I cannot tell you all the things that people are saying. Oh. They're amazing. <laughs> keep, ta- keep coming, guys. Keep coming. Okay, we'll be back. Be Plus back. Quick break. <laughs> We're back. We're back with Jocelyn Ayana. She is a rock star. Jocelyn, do you sing? I do. Of course, of course. you do. You're so talented. Hey. We're gonna have karaoke night with all our guests. Mm. Just so you know. Wait, we have to just get clear because I want to know: Do you identify as a fat actress? Because we do, but not everybody does. Everybody. Some people have like a weird thing about that word. So I'm just curious if that's like an offensive word to you or not. It's not offensive to me, but I don't. I, I don't like identify as that. Do you? How I do just, you describe? Like if? Oh, I'll say big girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. You'll yeah. okay. Yeah, I, I actually defer to that more often than fat. Still, yeah, even I, though I'm more comfortable with fat I got, now. I got really, really yelled at by my therapist yesterday by saying, again, that she really doesn't want me to use that word, fat. Yeah. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. It's a lot of baggage. Oh, yeah, it was like, a, we had like yeah. a whole thing. Yeah, 
I'll, I'll, I'll tell hard. you guys later yeah. when we go hang out after. Sure. <laughs> Speaking of fat actresses. Oh, no. Uh, that sounds like a shoe. <laughs> oh, it was. Wasn't it? Was, it? Totally wasn't it? Was. With um, Kirstie Alley. Yeah. Kirstie Alley. Fat actress. Like that. Fat actress. Was it really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I remember that. <laughs> Her voice went up. She totally doesn't. Um, no, I was thinking <laughs> Fat Amy from Pit. Oh, oh yes. I was like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're yes, right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Totally. So Charlize Theron is in a new movie called Tully uh, with Diablo Cody film, who she's worked for with before. Um, and it's about a woman who is pregnant, has a baby, and her husband, as a gift, gets her a nice night nurse. And she has apparently, had apparently gained... 50 pounds, did 50, it say? yeah. Uh, according to page six. Um, of course, it's page six, so we're like taking everything with a grain of salt right. here. <laughs> but this is what it said, and I'm just quoting. She goes into gluttonous detail, adding, I would literally wake up at two in the morning and I'd have a cup of cold macaroni and cheese just sit, to sit next to me. Just, just next sitting to me. next Sorry, to me. Sorry, yeah. just next to me. Yeah. The Oscar winner shared, I would wake up and would eat it. I would just like shove it in my throat. It's hard to maintain that weight. Um, Kathy's really mad I'm about really this. Mad this could almost this. be a plus as bitches, but I'm going to try to use, I'm going to try to Jocelyn it and like yeah. get through my anger to another <laughs> side and have a conversation. But yeah, I read that um, and I was like, macaroni and cheese. So Tuesday, the, it, was, it was a Tuesday for you, right? <laughs> I mean, I, but, but do just, you seriously sleep with food next to your bed because you wake up in the middle of the night to eat it? Um, I do not. Exactly. exactly. And exactly. this is our point. I like not. this Thing, <laughs> notice that she didn't say it's hard to ma- it was hard for me to maintain that weight. It's hard to maintain that weight, meaning it's fat people just this is how fat people must live. They must live get, like this. This is my insight to fat people, let alone a pregnant person who had just ha- carried a child in her body. Right. Like like it it's just so infuriating because that's just not true. It's now a Hollywood actress saying that she wanted to really have the feeling of somebody going through this and what she takes away from it and what the press gets is it's really hard to be fat. People should really People really should not <laughs> should eat. not well, be that sleeping. Well, she yeah. should sleep with macaroni next to them. And I'm like First of all, I have like never slept with food next. I like do not eat in the middle of the night. Shocker, guys. I yeah. don't eat in the middle of the night. I don't wake up and go, hey, I'm I hungry. Wake I wake up, up sometimes and I'm like, I got to pee. But yep. I do not ever have to eat a snack. Yeah. And just the, and you know, she was even talking I about. I actually know that athletes have to do that. Athletes wake up in the middle of the night hungry. Yes, for sure. Not, I don't know any, I don't know one I, fat person I will who say does. when I was doing eight shows a week on Broadway and would come home at two in the morning, like clockwork, my stomach would be like, Bruh! but also at the end of my show, which was at like 1042 every night, I had this crazy energetic number and it's just that's just where my biorhythm went like and I would often snack yes. on something but like who all that aside none of it matters Charlize Theron if you actually said this and we think you meant it in the way that you did which maybe you didn't because it's page six we are mad at you yeah and we don't understand why the Hollywood community is not saying yo 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 you don't get to talk to people like that that's actually not how fat people get fat and stay fat right you're, that's actually not how that you're happens you're upset that the Hollywood community hasn't stood up for people well I mean just even the other fat, fat people and other fat people other fat actresses or other fat activists yeah haven't said like what like yeah. we're the kind of for the first people, people who are like people say dumb shit all the time in Hollywood. 
Well, yes, this is true. We usually call them out about it, yeah, which is why we're calling them. They say lots of dumb yeah. stuff. I, I guess for me, I just had no expectations that someone. <laughs> yeah, I really. Yeah, I had no expectations that someone would stand up and say, "Hey, that was mean and inappropriate. Change your Wait, mind. But Do if, better." But if she had said something about a gay person or a black person, they would. Yeah. But because it's a fat person, know. or even a pregnant person, a pregnant woman, yes, because yeah. men don't get pregnant. Well, some trans people do, but. Well, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> but uh, but I'm just saying. I don't know if they would have stood up for those other marginalized classes. I'd like to think so. I, I just don't believe they necessarily would have. I think that, I mean, it's like you were saying a minute ago. If you said this and you said it in the context in which we think you said it, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I, just, I read it and I was like. Okay. Yeah. Because, and, and understand this, not that I don't share your ire. I do, but I'm a black woman, so that means I'm black and a woman. I'm a double marginalized class. For sure. Mm -hmm. You know? And so I'm used to fighting some sort of cultural battle and add the bigness to it. Good Lord. It's just always something. Yeah. Not that I've necessarily given up, but... I just I have to reserve my ire mm. for for real shit. Yeah, you know. Um, so so for her saying that, it said to me if she said it, and if she said right. it in that way, right? Then I think she is definitely severely out of touch, and she's not severely out of touch with an alien. She's severely out of touch with people that walk the street, right? But people that work jobs and are moms and dads and out of touch with any. One who's given birth. I mean, you're talking about you want to get in touch with that feeling of the feeling of a pregnant person, well, which you've she, never and been. And then she said, like, oh, I... But pregnant I, women I, don't do that. I, no, I, I, no. I, I don't... I, I have plenty of godchildren and nieces and nephews, and I don't know one pregnant woman who's, like, set the alarm to wake up and right. eat macaroni and cheese no. cold. No. no. And then she said, like, oh, and then I was eating so much processed food that I was really, really depressed. And I'm just like... Yeah. Just stop, Charlize. Just stop. Yeah. I mean, just... I, and let's let's like put aside the fact that, yes, I know that that collaboration wanted to happen, but I got this sent Excuse to me, me by a fellow actress, Donna Lynn Champlin, and she was like, don't you think a fat actress could have played this part? And I was like, yes. Or somebody who actually just had given birth? Yeah. Or, I mean, all of the things. Yes, all of it. But those two people wanted to work together, and that's what they get to do, apparently. Sure. But also, it... It doesn't, like, why are we still playing these games with people transforming themselves in any kind of way when we've made it clear we keep having people on the show like you, like Eva, like myself, like others. There are plenty of us out there to do these gigs. Right. And if you really wanted to tell that story, why why, why is it depending on that star? They could have made the husband of the movie just like a really, really famous person and put right. that made that be somebody that has actually gone through that experience instead of writing up these crap articles. I didn't even know what this movie was about, by the way, until this was the my first impression of this movie. Right. And yeah, all it does is make... Said, yeah, I, it's, I, I, and I was like, what the hell is Tully? It. And now, of course, I'm just mad at it. Right. <laughs> well, let me, let me say this. I, I will say that, aside from the movie, part of the problem is that we all continue looking at each other as other than. Right. Well, for sure, you know, and but that's part of the problem, though. That that's the what happened with that is a microcosm of the fact that we continue to not have conversations, and we continue to look at each other as other than. 
like different marginalized groups not being able to understand what another group is going through. Just because you're not going through that factually doesn't mean you can't empathize and say, hey, how would I like to be treated? How would I like to be referenced or talked about in that context? Right. This is not some alien that lives on another planet. Right. This is a woman. Right. You know, who's had a baby and who ate. Right. And we can all relate to that. Yeah. You know, because we and, and if she's depressed and if she feels badly and, and whatever's going on, we can all relate to each other in some way. On the campaign, um, Barack Obama used to say, we all have much more in common than we have out of common. Mm. I absolutely agree. And that's with that. true, but we don't really live by that. We don't really think we right. don't really think like that. When when um when I hear people com- compare like Black Lives Matters to the Klan, which is literally a terrorist group. And I think about people, they're having to shout Black Lives Matter because you act like their lives don't matter. Right. right. Women are having to stand up in Me Too because you act like they don't matter. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. So, so all of these different things, a lot of this could be resolved if we would just have a conversation with each other. Yeah. And just empathize and just realize that the person sitting across from yeah. you isn't nearly as different as you think. For sure. Right. I would like to have a conversation with Charlize Theron's press person and say, this messaging is not good if you want fat people to come see your movie. I mean, that's, right. that's basically it. I want to have... If you want 67% yeah. of America. Yeah, I was about to say, other, other women as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I... Because I, this is not the way to get people in the seats. No, this is not this. We're this just is, like yeah. just like we don't talk about like you don't get to talk about most marginalized groups in any kind of way. Fat people seem to be at the bottom of the food chain. I agree with that. Yeah, you know right. what I mean. And like, still, fat jokes get to be made. Fat like you can make a comment like this and it slips through and it goes through. Like I'm done with that. Like when like I'm ready to have the the conversation. Okay, for sure. About it. She's ready to push through with the lady on the phone <laughs> and have the conversation about I'm fat still people. in my anger. Okay. Okay, wait. So the time is up, and now we're supposed to ask you how people can follow you, but you are a secret agent, and she does not have any social media. I have a barriers. Facebook page. I, oh, you do? Tell I us have, all about it. I have a Facebook fan page. Oh, tell and us how we can find look, you. Look, I don't, I don't want to brag, but I, <laughs> I think I have 28 followers. Okay. 28. I think we could double that, guys. Can you I guys, think all, you guys go all go and to double Jocelyn her Ayana? It's it? just, it's just, I think it's just Jocelyn Ayana. Okay. Okay. The fan page. Well, fine. Yeah. Okay. I fine. definitely tagged you personally. It is my I'm face. Sorry. It's my, it's my <laughs> face. It's, it's your face? Yeah, it's not like a banner and, or uh, we're a also rose. Going to, we're also going to coerce her into getting an Instagram she account. She has to get an Instagram account and, and share her life with make people. That happen. So I can sit online and argue with people you about You don't have to argue. Instagram is not a fighting place it's want. just pictures just okay. pictures and then you're just like and block and block and you can and always block. find us which at is why plus. i'm barely on facebook now. i know i know i know i know, I know. we know we know all the things we're at at plus the show as usual <laughs> like subscribe and share please. and we have a guest next week yes, that we've been wanting be for two seasons to have on yes she's a co-owner of the plus bus and yes. i'm gonna let eva say her name because i have her name her is time. marcy Pre- oh, Guevara. Guevara. I was going to say her married name. C. C. Guevara. Marcy Guevara. She's the uh, owner of the Plus Bus and. She's co owner with Jen. With Remember, Jen we, had her we had her on the show. And she is also a producer. So we'll, we'll have her here next week. Thank you, guys. We'll oh see you next week. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Jocelyn. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Will you come back? Will you come back? Yeah. Okay, we love you. Yeah. Awesome yeah. sauce. We love you, you guys. See you next week. Plus this. Huh?